What? We try not to talk too much. I hit record and was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> is, this, is this going... No, it isn't live. Not You're live, going to, not no, live. Um, no, that's right. I, I was hit, just checking. <laughs> <laughs> I have hit record and everybody welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit podcast. I'm really loud. Uh, the Biscuiteer joining me today is Dee. How's it going, Dee? It's going good. How are you doing? I'm good. Yeah? I'm actually really good, yeah. I, I'm so warm today. I know. So warm. It's, it's not agreeing with me today. The weather at the moment is just a nightmare, because one minute you're like, oh yeah, I can wear shorts, and it's like, I'm going to rain. Like, it's... No, but it, it, I think it fooled me, because I love a winter wardrobe. And we had that cold spell, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to bring out all my furs and my leathers, I'm going to get all bougie. <laughs> and then suddenly it turned around and threw the heat at me, and I was like, no, don't do this, I haven't tanned my legs. I'm not ready. <laughs> Yeah. Don't give me that look. Yeah. <laughs> Problem, problems, I, I, you know, yeah, just bypass that one. I'm a guy. Don't bother about that. Uh, our special guest today is Jean Atkin. Is it Atkin or Aitkin? Well, it's Atkin, but actually, um, my great grandfather's name was Aitkin. He was born on the Shetland Islands, and he ran away to sea at 13. And um, when he got off the boat in Liverpool. They asked him his name, and he said Thomas Gilbert Hunter Aiken, and they wrote down Atkin. Uh-huh. So curiously, I kind of whenever anyone asks that, I kind of think, well, <laughs> doesn't really matter. I used to know, I used to know Brigadier years ago, Aiken. Yeah, sorry, that was random, uh, but yeah, <laughs> um, well-established author. Lucky, we're lucky to have you in Shrewsbury. Uh, I'm so pleasure. So, I'm so glad to be speaking to you because it was a few weeks ago when the guys from Shropshire Festivals were like, "Hey, we've got this amazing poet to to speak to," and Dee will know this. Uh, my head was kind of like, ah, "Yeah, ah, ah, schedule, uh, so, uh, you know." So we we never got around to, to speaking to you, but now we're here. So thank you so much for joining us. It's great. Good to be here. Um, I, I mean. I know you've got a bit of homework to do. You've had some homework to do. We- well, I, I'm, I'm very good on the spot. Not on, not on your other podcast. I was rubbish at that. But no, stuff like this, no. I can throw it. No, but to be honest, when I do it on the spot, I'm terrible because I just throw shade all the time. I watch too many of those roast things. My poems turn into raps and I'm just like roasting you. See, uh, what we've done today is uh, a bit later on in the show, we're gonna, I'm going to get into the nitty gritty with, with, with mm. Jean uh, first. But uh, afterwards, we've written a poem each and we're going to get uh, Jean to sort of judge our poems which can't wait we yeah. did get very carried away as soon as our on our on our podcast group chat said about doing a poem off it got very very heated very quickly didn't it um but i did i, I we were just I, we were I, just I, writing poems and just throwing them at each other as if it was funny. like a fight I, half of them i can't <laughs> even read uh, but i haven't written anything shady about you or anything like that. i've, no, written, no, I've no. written about me and kind of yeah yeah that's how, kind of how i roll the narcissist in me um so you're an author. You've 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 released. I think is it seven books I saw on your website. Or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah, that's right. When did all that start with the books? Well, um, I've always written, but I didn't. It didn't occur to me to try and get published until I was in my forties, um, and 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 so I suppose I was about forty-five. I got my first poem published, and actually, just before that, I'd started working on a children's novel, um, which. Which was just, it ended up being a, a kind of seven-year production because I wrote it round work and two young children. And um, and then I got a full-time job for a bit and put it away. And when I got it out again, I thought, oh. So I, I overhauled it and it was eventually finished. And it was really written with the first, the first child in mind. And I ended up testing it on the younger one because he was four years younger. Um, and that's, that's that book. The Crow, the Crow House, House, which nice. is a sort of spooky, spooky mystery, um, but mostly otherwise, I'm a poet. Yeah. How how adaptable <laughs> is it 
I mean, because uh, hmm, I say this a lot. I've said this so many times. I have um, a synopsis for a book in mine. Uh, it's in my. It's usually in my sock drawer, but at the moment it's in storage. Um, I, I had the desire to write this story. I guess everybody in the thirties kind of has this a desire to write something down. Uh, but I've put it away, and I, I wrote the first chapter. The first chapter is actually really good. I well, think. What's it about? I can't really tell you because I think this story is worth millions. <laughs> but I started the first. The problem is with me. Great uh, reason. Yeah. The, the, the problem um, I have is I, um, I don't like spending too much time in my own head. And when you're writing, that's where you are, right? Yeah. And like one, one, I got at the end of my first chapter, it's, you know, I spent a couple of days on it and I was just exhausted it's hard right yeah yeah it's hard work yeah yeah you kind of have to make yourself do it yeah 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 but it's like the, the thing i would struggle with is like where do you get because obviously you've got seven books now yeah and are they all kind of like different genres well um they're all poetry except that one so, so where, it, where is it you get your inspiration for them from um right well um <laughs> okay most of them i think are connected by um the outdoors by landscape mm. I, I grew up in rural Cumbria um I've always lived near landscape I do a lot of walking I did a lot of pony riding on fat borrowed grass-fed ponies as a yeah. child um it, a lot of it's that and our sensitivity I think to the history of landscape this mm. book how time is in fields is about how any place you know contains all times you know, it's layered mm. into the yeah. ground. It's layered yeah. into the walls, and um, and I'm interested in in just the lives of ordinary people and how they worked, and how they lived, and the fragments of people's stories that are left in places. So I, I I've written a lot of stuff like that, but I like listening to people too. So um, Understories, which was a project with um, Whalebone, Shropshire band yeah. Whalebone. Um, this is based on Shropshire stories. So um, a lot of these we gathered orally from people. And some of them, some of them come from, from odd bits of writing. And some of them are really traditional. Um, oh, so is, it, is it like a mixed match of like some are true stories and do you have some which are like myths? They and... definitely shade into madness, yes. yes. <laughs> but some of them are totally true and still mad. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I like listening to people and taking and gathering stories. I like looking for them. I like places mm. a lot. I suppose that's a common theme. Especially in the, in the countryside, like you were saying, there's a lot of those stories, isn't there, that a lot of people aren't aware of. It's yeah. like, yeah, for instance, yeah. in Ponsbury, there's a story about... Um, there used to be a witch that lived there mm-hmm. and she had um she, she had a baby and a loaf of bread and she ended up putting the loaf of bread in the cot and the baby in the oven and it's this whole like myth horrendous myth. On, and no one knows is it true or yeah, not yeah yeah it's That's very great fasc- yeah it's very fascinating hearing all these things i'm really yeah. interested because i don't know that one. Oh, yeah <laughs> there's also one about a golden arrow as well on the hill hidden. oh yeah would that be mary webb Yes, yes, it is. Yes, yes. Is that one as yeah, well? the Mary Webb story. Yeah. yeah, good stuff. Good well, stuff. One of my one of my first questions here. Well, I just wrote down some things. Was inside the head of a poet, because because I imagine because I see I see poets and authors as artists with words, right? Yes. So you're trying you're trying to create a picture of what's inside your head. Um, you've written seven books. You are active. You're doing workshops. You're constantly busy from the looks of it. What what is it like 
up there when you're constantly thinking of new ideas is it hard is it good is it something that grabs you you might be doing something like, oh, i need to write that down yeah, yeah. it's exciting yeah. i love it i love it i mean obviously you know um, it may be a surprise to you but poets don't get rich but um <laughs> but, but but um it's a lovely way to work i i i love it because it's different all the time um it's stimulating you know, I gather I, my, my my office is just full of scraps of paper with things written <laughs> on them. That was one thing I was going to ask. I was like, I wonder what your office looks like. Do you have like loads of ideas all stuck everywhere? Yeah, I have lots of stuff in it. Yeah. It's a small room. It's the box room and it's got shelves all around the sides and um, it's got lots of obviously books. It's got a lot of paper stacked up. And it's got objects, weird objects, because mm. I find them very useful for mm-hmm. um, for workshops. So there's um, a, a badger skull, a sheep's skull, um, random bones, actually, feathers. Um, there's bits of woods. Uh, there's a, a basket full of stones, which are handy to pass around to people. You know, you would be surprised what you can get from a pebble. Um, there's... Uh, there's cloth bags hanging up with all sorts of peculiar bits and pieces that I've ferreted out. And is that for like when people are learning to write poems, I t- I, they can I, describe I, what they're, they're or, seeing or, or I feeling? I get them to, yeah, write about what they think about this thing. You know, mm. sometimes if it's oh. kids, I say to them, um, you know, here's an object, you know, give it, give it a power. Yeah. You know, and we'll write about that. What can it do? I love that. Yeah. I love that. See, I'm obsessed with putting people on the spot. We run, uh, we ran D through the the gauntlet. He's horrible uh, at it. He's mean. Um, and we get the we say we'll get this pen, and we'll be like, talk about this pen for a whole minute. Don't stop. Yes, <laughs> but a lot of it is rubbish. We're yeah. talking. We're well, not making sense. We're just talking. No, that's really. right. But it's actually it's a very creative technique because yeah, it's like a, it's like you a, know you start on the pen. You say, well, it's it's green, and you can clip it to your pocket, and it's got some writing on it. That I can't see, and it's got a light in the end. In fact, that is one very, very fancy pen. But in actual fact, he stole it from a mine. This is where it goes. <laughs> this is exactly how it goes. Yeah. Which is why it's so handy. It's got a light in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And, and uh, that, that must be rewarding, especially when you got to. The, the kind of kids that are like, oh, I ain't writing no poems, that's for girls. And then you give them like something and they're like, ah, and it clicks. Yeah, and actually I often find that the, the, the kids who, who, who do not usually engage very well very often reluctant. enjoy poetry. Yeah. There's less to write and physically less to write often suits them because they often have sort of some form of learning mm. difficulty that, mm. that, that gets in the way of them writing essays. Mm. But they are, often these kids have got a feel for rhythm and a feel for words. And they they have sort of slightly off the wall ideas because they're a bit off the wall kids. Mm. Mm. And they can actually sometimes do really well. And and, and, it's happened before. I've towed out some stroppy kid and and said, read that poem. And he, he, she reads it. And the teacher says afterwards, they never do anything. And I think, yeah, <laughs> you know, but they do when, mm. when they're given something that isn't within tram lines. Yeah. You know, and it's a great, I, I mean, the, 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 I do work for some wonderful schools, I really must say, who absolutely do not work in tram lines. Mm. But, you know, there are some that do. And a lot of adults went through educations where, where that was the case mm. and have come out 
so that they, they go white, if you say, yeah. you know, poetry to well, them. We spoke, we spoke a little bit about this um, before we started recording, which we shouldn't really do. Um, but we were saying about, like, anything that you did at school is, like, it's meant to be boring. You're not meant to enjoy it. So people, obviously, when they hear poetry, they're like, oh, I had to do that in school and everything. But it's like, like, we were, like, like, last night, I was sitting down on my bed and I was getting carried away with all these different ideas to write about. And it is, it's a really enjoyable thing. And I think kids nowadays, when they can relate it to something, like we were saying, like, rap and everything like that, there's all yeah. these things that are like relatable describing and some rhyme some don't rhyme but they've yeah. all got that artistic vibe rhythm, to it yeah. i mean it? if you sit down with a kid and say one of the greatest poet, poems of all poets of all time marshall mothers eminem there you go yeah. you yeah. know and then they're like oh really yeah yeah mm-hmm. absolutely it's a huge it's such a wide range you know the poetry provides for everybody mm. and and all ages and it's it's booming at the moment on social media among the very young yeah. and and Hashtag it's different <laughs> <laughs> completely different to the kind of poetry that people are doing phd's on in universities mm. but it's the same pleasure in language and rhythm and and complex layers of meaning yeah you know those those are the things that grab people and mm. and you, the problem starts when 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 people say right well this is what the poet was meaning here, you know because how do you, how do you know? <laughs> it's also, it's you also know. subjective, isn't it? I mean, like that's, yeah. that Nirvana is saying, he don't know what it he don't he don't know what it means because when you write something that reflects to you, yeah. um, from your feelings and your your experiences, somebody reading that might think, oh, that means something different to me. You yeah, know? it does. It does. I mean, that's really important. Um, uh, yeah. But you say you've been doing this. You've always you've always written. Sorry, did you want to add on to that? Well, no. What I, what I wanted to ask is there's <coughs> lots of different types of poems. Like like I was just saying a second ago, where it's some rhyme and some don't. Yeah. Are there different names for those things? And yeah, yeah. I mean, um, there are loads of different form names yeah. for poems. I don't think. I mean, for example, a proper sonnet has rhy- a rhyme scheme mm-hmm. in it. Um, but I, you know, there are lots and lots of people make variations on sonnets and they don't always rhyme or they don't rhyme um according to the according to the original rule and everybody mm. nobody goes well oh, that's not a sonnet yeah. and i mean haiku is understood in 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 this country it's usually described as 575 syllables mm-hmm. actually um you know that's not how it was interpreted in its country of origin yeah you know it was it, it had other it, it was short um but of course because it's a completely different language it didn't quite work out that way. But, they, for example, they are supposed to have some reference to nature and they are supposed to have a sort of twist in the last line. Mm. You know, so there's... The, it, a bit like in a song, when the song has a bridge in it. Yes. It's like a poem. Yeah, yes, right, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's all sorts Ooh. of... And there's yeah. the limerick as well, isn't it? Like we were doing this poet, poem off yes. on, the, on the thing and then Shane was like, well, that's just a limerick. And I was like, is a limerick not a poem? Uh, a, limer- <laughs> a limerick sure is a poem. Yeah, exactly. Did you hear that, Shane? Shane? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, I was about to segue into a different subject, but um, you were saying that you've always written. Uh, when, was, when was the moment for you when you realised you wanted to do this? What was that like for you? Um... I think a real moment. I went. I went for a walk with a friend through a wood, who who was a poet and a botanist, and um, we were both sort of intending to take notes for a, uh, for to make poems. And I got really fascinated by it, and I just got this really good idea. And I was writing things down outside, which I hadn't done before. And it suddenly hit me that what I was writing when I was outside was very lively, mm. and very fresh. 
So I went away and wrote the poem. And at this stage, I was barely published at all, but I banged it into a quite a big competition and it won it. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> and I was so staggered. <laughs> and it gave me, it, you know, I think a lot of us, you need permission to take an artistic yeah. thing seriously because it's not money making it's not part of a career for most people and um it provided me with that permission to take it seriously yeah, like and to try to make it better yeah. and i realized i could actually really work at this and mm. i could get better and you just want to be as good as you can be oh, yeah. and and you can always learn you always get, because life changes and you change you know things change yeah mm. um I think it's inspiring. I think it's really inspiring uh, when, when someone can do that. Because, mm. like you said, some people have a barrier, don't they? Yeah, we, then, we all have barriers yeah, to things, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's very difficult. <laughs> uh, what What's sort of um, the, the most important work to you as far as advancing your career? What was the moment when you were like, I mean, you said you won a competition straight off the bat. Yes, know? yes. Um, I, I, I mean, I did. I think the, probably the, the big breakthrough for um, a poet is, is publication of a mm. first collection. Mm. And first collection is, is is you know a proper little book of, you know, fifty yeah. or fifty to seventy poems. The old, the old slim volume of verse, and it's a hard thing to get, you know, and uh, and that's probably the big one. Uh, this is my second collection, and I am working now on towards the third. And that's they're all. I was going to ask. It. I was like, what's in the pipeline? Like, are you do you, when you do your collections, <clears throat> are they all kind of like in the similar um, idea to each other? Like, if you write one, could you write one about? basically this year what's happened is that inspiration too is that something that you kind of like want to step away from and yeah focus i mean a bit more positive or um my third book's not about this year mm-hmm. but it will have a sort of gathering theme mm-hmm. um and it is i think more probably a rather more um political book than anything i've written mm-hmm. before um i've got uh, in between the um the sort of collections, which are really hard work, um, <laughs> is the fun stuff, which is pamphlets like this. Yeah. And I have a lovely one coming out next spring with Fairacre Press, who are a Shropshire, little Shropshire publisher. Um, and um, and that, that's going to be fun. Um, the book's called, it's a little book, it'll be a little book, a thin book. Um, it's called Fan Peckled. Because I found this wonderful book, it's called the Shropshire Word Book. And it's it was it was written in eighteen eighty nine I think, it's out of print, but there are rare facsimile copies, and my partner managed to get me one for Christmas. I was overjoyed and spent Christmas dipping through lists and lists of words, old words from Shropshire, which um, bits of dialect, and it's a great book. It tells you what they mean and where he collected them. Nice. So fan peckled just means freckled. Oh, and wow. I think, it, if I remember rightly, it said um, pulver batch. So are they, are they kind of like slang? In the sense, like no, dialect. Slang. Dialect. Oh, dialect. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, so I, I wrote 12 poems. I just went through the book and picked out the words, 12 words I liked a lot, and then wrote a poem for each one. So, um, See, I love that idea. You know, and that's, that that's lovely. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, that, it's, it, it's a joy um, because I just love these words that click it. Um, and um, and butts and fearings and um, a corve of oddlings and um, oh god a wonderful one shall I go naked 
Oh, wow. Shalaganaked. 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 The, the nice. phrase comes from, allegedly, this, it's, it's, in, it's, in the, it's in the book and it says, Shalaganaked, um, used, of, uh, of, uh, used when someone's going out wearing something completely inappropriate to the weather, as in, are you really going to go outside wearing that Shalaganaked thing? I'm going to steal that word. I that think it should come back in, shouldn't it? I think it, it should do, yeah. Exactly. These, these young people off to the clubs in Shalaganaked <laughs> skirts. <laughs> That's exactly what. I'd use it as well. I can't the ball going like what are you doing here like that? Oh, okay, so I'll, here's me thinking. I, I was thinking uh, me me at the flower show getting drenched in the rain in my shorts. That was brilliant. You were wearing your shalagan naked shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that. Exactly. No, so that's coming out. That, 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 I'm writing that this word down. Such right now. fun. Yeah, write it down. All I one re- word. I really like that. Um, at the weekend, I spoke to uh, one of the biggest realtors on the west coast of America, um, Tony Patillo, um, and uh, she was saying on her website she likes to take a word dissect it and just look at that word and I was like okay well, what we need to do is we need to get together and then you do your version of the word and I'll do the British version yeah oh, uh, wow. you know because uh, there are so many differences in our dialogue uh, between the, the US and the UK yeah sounds uh, good yeah so she was like oh that's really cool see words are fun <laughs> <laughs> and you've just um, you've just done uh, this thing for Arts Alive as well Do you yes. tell us what Arts Alive is and uh, what you've done for it yeah Arts Alive they organise it's a wonderful um, organisation um, which 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 is quite long, uh, it's very long lived in in Shropshire. It's been organising rural performances and um, and, and, and a sort of wonderful travelling cinema called Flicks in the Sticks. Oh, yes, I've been to Flicks in the Sticks. Yes, and it's great, you know, because it makes things happen in the villages, Mm -hmm. you know, because Shropshire's very rural and it's a long way, you know, even if everybody wanted to drive for two hours to to go to see a cinema, you know, so it's great. It takes these things around the village halls. And so there are... Arts Alive's audiences mm-hmm. all over Shropshire and um, the, the, the promoters are the people who run the village halls, yeah. you know. So it's very local, very, very grassroots. And they had this great idea um, in the summer and they asked their audiences and their promoters um, a handful of questions about lockdown. They went and said to them, um, you know, in a sentence, how was your lockdown? Um, they said... Um, you know, did you do things in lockdown that um, you don't normally do? What did you learn anything? Um, how did you feel? You know, and they and and then they sent me a great big selfie going on. Sorry, <laughs> <selfie> <laughs> going I know it's funny to watch. Um, anyway, they sent me all the, all this sort of big sheaf of paper um, with with all these answers on, and asked me to write a poem about it, and. Uh, Picks it up. It's been published this month in My Shrewsbury magazine. Shout out to My Shrewsbury. Katie rings on the show tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. so well, they go. Big, big shout for shout out for My Shrewsbury. And um, do you want me to read you the poem? Yes, please. That'd be amazing. I yeah. think that'd be good. They said a wonderful things. It was great. It, it came together very naturally. In lockdown, we found rest and distancing. The light of April and May so brilliant. Everyone walked and cycled. And all the lanes were lit with louder birdsong. Families all climbed out of cars and onto bicycles. Rainbows grew in windows. We felt guilt at our luck, if we were lucky. We were frightened at the panic buying. We remembered tales of wartime, shortages and rationing, how our parents scraped the pan, reused the fat. We adjusted like cogs in a clock. 
clicking together, then slipping, then clicking on, each held on the escapement's tooth. I can't breathe, cried the man, although earth was breathing easier. The man died. We took to the streets with masks on. We cried. We walked with gloves and hand sanitizer, missed the sea. Missed Beatrix, sweet new granddaughter. Missed our mums. We were healed in our gardens and grew food. No planes flew over our flowers or streaked our blue skies. We found our legs and walked for health. Did early morning yoga. Wondered if to wear makeup for Zoom. We did more reading. We did less reading. On Zoom we did a speed awareness course. On Zoom we clicked a link to a virtual pub with our own real beer and real but virtual people. We missed camping, live storytelling and catching a friend's eye to share a smile. Each night, the daily death toll and the grief. We clinked pound coins into a tea tin to buy eggs at the roadside, otherwise flashed plastic at the checkout. On Thursday nights we clapped the NHS, then added all the low-paid people who turned out to be essential. Was lockdown a peg to hang the future on? We don't want the old normal back. Life and death came closer and we learned the world is smaller and more troubling now. We know we must pull together, not apart. We realise our needs are really very simple. Beautiful. See, I find like listening to something like that, the different emotions in it is very mm. similar to what lockdown was. It wasn't, it was started with a little bit of like worry, fear, mm. kind of like panic. We didn't know where we were to then like the humorful side of it. Like you were saying about not knowing to wear makeup on Zoom. I went through that. <laughs> yes, of and, course. Yeah, and all these different things. And then you start feeling like it's a bit normal, but then it's, you've got like got those wobbles in there again where yeah. it's a bit like unsure, uncertainty. And then you even bring up kind of like the old norm. I don't think mm. we want the old one back. I think this new one yeah. is, is what well, it'll be impossible to get the old norm back anyway, I would mm. think. Mm. But whenever this new norm's going to be, whether we're in it now or. It's, it's, this is what people wrote. We don't want the, new, the old normal back. No. They've seen things that, um, like you that said about needed the low to paid, be changed. Like you said about the low paid workers. Yeah. yeah. And stuff like that. It is, it, I think it's a massive eye opener. It is. It's incredibly important. Mm. And that, you know, we need to remember the people on so little money who mm. put themselves at risk to keep the supermarkets open yeah. mm. or to collect the bins, you know, yeah. and, and, and the fact that, you know, the NHS has worked through this, people are burnt out. And there were no, before this happened, there were nurses using food banks oh, yes, because they yeah. don't earn a living wage. Yeah. And, you know. And oh. you've been able to write all of that in one poem. And yeah. it's, it's on the, it's, it's at the first page, as soon as you open the magazine. Yes, the yes, first page. very nice. I'm I sure. looked all the way through from the back. That's <laughs> <laughs> not there. <laughs> but I'm sure so many people are going to see that and read it and be able to relate to it. I hope so. Because I think these yeah. people really had something to say. Because yeah. I think people start to understand that we've all gone through a very similar, some people have had different ups and yes. lows, but we've all gone through a vase yes. yeah I hate the word journey yeah but, but there are recognizable things for most is. people it I is, think yes. yeah yeah, yeah absolutely 
you know. Uh, I, I love, sorry, I love the one with the growing rainbows in windows. I think yes. it's a really nice line. Mm. Sorry, okay, yeah, sorry. No, I'm nice. interrupting out there. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking about the NHS clapping thing. That was a funny thing as well. Because I remember the first time, the first, the, I didn't know whether it was going to happen. So I did a Facebook Live on the Biscuit page. I was kind of like, yeah, let's, let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah. I was so excited and I was, I was really Is touched that by it. the cars were driving past tooting at you as you were all clapping, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really nice because it was the first time it yeah, happened. Yeah, And I was, I was quite moved by it. But then after a few weeks, I was kind of like, I get it, I get it, but it's it's hypocrisy at its worst if, while we're doing it, you know. Yeah. And I hated it. I hated that so much, you know. When they were, treating, I know. Yeah. I I just I I, I can't, we continue to do it, but increasingly you felt this had just become a, a piece of good PR when actually we were taking terrible advantage of these people, and that you know the, the government had to be forced to um you know to 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 take away that payment that they made mm-hmm. um immigrant yeah, if, immigrant workers in the yeah. nhs that they were just taking another yeah. 600 pounds off them very quickly for nothing. yeah very quickly it's outrageous. Outrageous. very political didn't yes it, it did yeah. because and the truth is it is it is mm. political mm. yeah it's, know, it's hard it's people's to escape lives. It. like i got to say i was going to delete twitter it was kind of like <laughs> It's a good point, actually. It was like, if you voted, was it, if, you, if you're a Tory, you're not allowed to clap, and all things like this. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's appalling. Do you want to see that on Twitter? No, well, no, I, I try to stay away from Twitter, but we were just talking with me about social media and kind of like, yes. um, mm-hmm. how lockdown has kind of created this this real nasty vibe when it comes to social media, Trump. Yes. Uh, yes. People have been locked in. And I, re- I just wrote, can't escape, because when you cannot leave your house, mm. I mean, I was working throughout the whole thing, but there's a lot of people that were constantly at their home, uh, and all you've got is your TV and your phone uh, mm. and then so you've got facebook twitter um you know it's mm. all these things and you cannot escape that no, it must have been no. terrible for a lot of people seeing all this political jargon going on these battles you know uh, the black lives matter things it must be terrible but i think it also can be a lifesaver as well because some people live alone yes oh and absolutely they have no contact with anyone yes. else and i think them having able to have social media and see that the world is still ticking along or seeing that their friends are just doing exactly the same as them and yes um, and just look at it and go like, you know what? I'm not missing anything. Yeah, no, no, nothing's going on. I saw, I saw yeah. particularly older people living in isolated places actually posting how they felt. You know, to be honest, social yeah. media had been a lifeline through it because yeah, yeah. they were alone otherwise. Yeah. Exactly, and to see yes. that everyone else is alone as well. Yes. Nothing's going on, and you're not yes, missing that's anything. That's right. It's brilliant. Yes. Yeah, and all you got I mean if you're in be you could listen to the shoes with biscuit and you know, obviously heard what's obviously. going on. But the point of that, <laughs> the point of that is, you said there's been a, a, a like a this this massive wave of, of poets just coming out the woodwork, and you think it's because of that because people were there were so many high tension emotions well i think that's the interesting thing about poetry i mean it's it's something that um for a lot of people school has left people a lot a lot of people anxious about poetry mm-hmm. and mm. i think it's because really you know examination and analysis is all wrong it's not the way you need to go at poetry mm. when we're in um any form of sort of big change in life or in life crises um but really just change because it's it's all about love and death yeah you know we reach for poetry every time yeah you know poetry when people are in love poetry when people die when babies are born Mm. people turn to poetry often you know there'll be somebody in the family who can knock out a a, a rhyming couplet (laughs) and it's hugely popular then and people go you know um people look for poems for funerals yeah. There are collections of poems suitable for funerals. Do you think there's such a thing as a really bad poem? Because obviously whoever writes it is writing it from their own 
perspective it's a bit like looking at a piece of art you could have a picasso next to a monet and they're extremely different but yeah. they're they're the interpretation What's yeah your... d- difference is is absolutely fine and i mean i absolutely stand by the fact that everybody who writes has a voice mm. um you can you, you what you would be able to see rapidly is the difference between a more skilled poem and a less skilled poem mm-hmm. and that is a matter of of somebody learning how to do it and people it's like with all the arts some people have a natural gift for it and everybody can make it better than they are they started because you can learn as well (laughs) yeah that's why i like having a a team of people around me because you know i'm putting a website together for you the other the other podcast i work with i wrote down uh, all the bits for the website this is what we are this is who we are sent it to my team kenny aldrich was like I'll streamline this. He basically got a thesaurus out and, and made this, this really long paragraph into something that was actually quite enjoyable to read. And that's what I like having around me. I think it's absolutely true. I yeah. mean, working with other people is naturally, it's inherently creative. Mm. And we spark off each other. It's hugely important. A lot of my, um, not writing work so much as community, uh, writing in community kind of work, works like that. So at the moment I'm working with um, Ruth Gibson, who's a ceramicist who you should have on the podcast. Um, and she does really interesting work. We, we've done a project together before, but the current one is called Mud and Moments. Mud and Moments. Um, and it's a community arts project up at the Aston Locks Nature Reserve um, near Queen's Head. And it's the most gorgeous place. It's a new nature reserve. Only been there two years, and it's incredible. It, in two years, it's been turned from sort of turned mud into... Um, it's a it's a it's a wildlife paradise it's it's full of wildflowers mm. um dragonflies sit on you if you sit down um nice. <laughs> you know you sort of you know i put my book down and the grasshopper appeared um little you know baby frogs you know struggling through the grass there's beautiful ponds and bulrushes for inspiration it's absolutely gorgeous so we've been she's been We've been running workshops where um, all socially dis- distanced and, and, and covered in covered in um, hand gel. We, you know, people work with Ruth to make um, clay tiles um, by by sort of imprinting sort of what they find on site. So. Um, Seed heads, leaves, I've done berries. That. It's quite a fun activity. Very actually. fun, yeah. very, very good yeah. one. And and I have the other half of the group, and we we go off and we sit round the pond and we and we write and we swap in from you know what we're writing about and you know I I, I go round at a, 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 a two yards distance saying. <laughs> That bit would be best at the top, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's your best bit. Do you do, do, you do many of, like, because when you read your poem, then you read, it, read, like, obviously you wrote it, so you know how yeah. it should be read. Um, but do you do many, of like, obviously not at the moment, but many events, like we were talking about flicks and the sticks and the organisers of that and yeah. other events. readings and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, do you like do that? many readings? Yes, yes, I mean, I usually do. I mean, it was another thing that went, you know, disappeared smartly because <laughs> this, this um, How Time Is In Fields, mm. the second collection came out last year. And I had, you know, huh, you know, at least ten readings set up, yeah. um, all of which have gone inevitably. Gone in the wind. And yeah. so, you know, there, I have a, I have a stack of these that I I need to sell. <laughs> <laughs> They're available on my website. <laughs> we will we will give your website a good shout out. Oh, so people bless can go you. Yes, yeah, that's right. It's the usual thing, you know. Yeah. I mean, basically. COVID has affected everybody, you know, and it hasn't made anybody 
<laughs> hasn't really advanced anybody's efforts. No, I don't. I think I think some people have have had that that very faint um, line in the dark cloud, very faint, yes. faint silver lining. Yes. Um, but I think the vast majority of us are like, it's the worst year ever. Um, yes. Isn't it? Still, it's very very difficult. Yeah. yeah. I, I had this conversation. It's subjective, absolutely subjective. I mean, like, I was speaking with Bigita uh, last week, and she was telling me actually she's had a good 2020, and I, I was like, kind of like. I learned how to, because the, the, the Team Biscuit will know how I, I dealt with it at the beginning. It wasn't very good. I was kind of like, what am I going to do? Like, you know, um, but I learned to overcome. I learned to adapt and I learned how to change Al's things. year was already shocking before the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You mentioned the house. That's yeah, okay. Yeah, and the floods and everything. All the yeah, floods. Yeah, it was, it was, so I learned how to adapt all that. And I think it's made me stronger. Yeah. staff, but I've had a good 2020. Uh, so, uh, and, you know, I've learned new things as well. Uh, especially with when, I, when it comes to the biscuit, starting the biscuit, I've learned so much, and poetry is one of them. Mm. I got invited um, uh, to a poetry slam at Tim Dawes' house. Tim Dawes is a, a poet. In, I know Tim. Yeah, he's amazing, brilliant guy. Every time it seems like, all right, word for the biscuit, word for the biscuit. Yeah, that's a really good Tim Dawes impression, by the way, if you've ever met him. Oh, I have. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, he's a great guy. I love him, and I that was the first time I've been to something where poet poetry was live yeah so in my face people reading to me i do have a problem with eye contact when i was younger i did have a problem with sort of intense talking so that was, yeah. i was always worried about it um but i had such a good time it was actually really moving yeah. and, and yeah. i just felt like this is this is really nice actually what was i so scared of do you meet people like that that are are terrified of poetry that kind of come around a little bit yeah absolutely all the time yeah absolutely and and people who write you know i, I write poems um, with people, um, just members of the public in places where the poor things didn't expect to find a working mm. poet. And people go, I can't write a poem. I can't do that. I was rubbish at school. And, and I say, well, okay, um, I worked at um, Acton Scott for a summer as their poet in residence. And so oh. I sort of, you know, descended on luckless visitors. You know? <laughs> and, 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 you know, obviously, you know, sometimes it was just like, you know, I said to one man, well, you know, just tell me why you're here and what, what, what attracts you about this place. I'm going to just write it down and we'll see mm. if we can make something. And he started talking. And he was telling me all about his childhood experiences um, living on a farm in Shropshire. And he had incredible things to say, all about, you know, how they had to go down the garden to the loo. And he remembered this, you know, in great detail. He had a great poem about an outside loo. And, and then he, would, he said, well, I didn't, I didn't know I could... That's my words, you know. It was so pleased. And it was lovely, because I would give him the poem mm. and he'd take it away with him and, you know, and talk to a, a, this amazing two-year-old who'd just been put on a shire and... Uh, and, the, and this top, yeah. I said, look, tell me, tell me what it was like up there. And this, I got down on the floor and, he, and this child said, he, he said, it was, it was like a sofa with fur on. <laughs> <laughs> I could see all the way to his ears, which is a rhythm. Yeah. So I just wrote it down and passed it to them and said, look, his first poem. <laughs> I, think, I think it is, writing poems is one of these uh, very odd things where, um, it's not one of those things where you can turn around and say, oh, anyone can do it, because I think you do have to have the, the right mind to be able to write a very good poem. Um, but it is one of those things that I think anyone can give it a go and just feel yes, absolutely. good, get something down on paper yes. and flow yes. with it and feel like... Yeah. Because you, it's very easy to turn around and say, oh, I can't do that and yeah. I can't do this. No, no, no. You'd be surprised what you can do. Exactly. And that's the thing. Yeah. And, and, and I see a lot of what I do, I'm just trying to enable people to see that they've got that potential. 
Oh yeah. And you so, do yeah. do a lot with that. I saw on your I've been all morning I've been looking at your website and there was the the workshop you did where you got kids to write small little lines and you put them all together to make one yes. big poem. Yes. Can you tell us about that? What was that all about? Yeah, it was amazing. I think I called it feeding the creature or something. And because basically um the kids in pairs they they picked a couple of words off a plate. And I said, right, we aren't going to identify this creature, but I want you to write me a line between the two of you um, using, using the words you've got, which describe the creature. Um, and, I, and, 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 and I want you to think about feeding it and mm. where it would sleep and, and, and how you would touch it and how you would handle it and, 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 you know, how it looks at you. And so, you know, if they got claw something they wrote about you know the sound of its claws clattering across the kitchen floor and and they were amazing and 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 you know sort of went round the room then stood stood at the front with a a pen one of those pens that write on white on the on the on the um whiteboard smart boards oh, so, oh, yeah, classrooms okay. oh, they're clever um because you can do it in different colors you just have to dab it and it'll turn it in the next bit you can write in purple this was good because we, we sort of had edited it as we went along so i just wrote them all up and then we scribbled all over the board moving the lines up and down while the poor classroom teacher was on the computer at the side and i'm going that's line one <laughs> numbering them off but but the, you know, in an hour, we'd written this amazing poem. You know, because yeah. kids are so... They, they never disappoint. Kids yeah. always produce. No, I was going to say, do you find them they're easy to work with in the sense that their imagination is just out there? So when it's they're describing freer. these they, things, they, it's, yeah. it's mostly that they just feel freer. Mm. Adults come with a critic on the shoulder. Definitely. And that's yeah. always harder. Mm. I was working with a woman the other week who, who said, I was so good at English at school, and now I don't know how to start. <laughs> and she, she was just stopping herself. She she had yeah. a constant sense of criticism, and she she. I think it's a fear you know, of judgment, isn't it? As yeah, well? it is. Yeah. It totally is, and it's her. It was her own judgment as much <laughs> as anything. I think yourself can be your biggest critic, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Thing. We can be incredibly hard on ourselves, mm. and uh, you know, imposter syndrome is a is a real and totally everyday thing. Mm. I can't be surprised that anybody needs to name it quite honest because it's, it's just part of life. <laughs> I, I find it really yeah. hard to understand sort of. Uh, when it comes to writing and poetry, things like this. When I was younger, if somebody would have come up to me and go, oh, the best TV show is your imagination, or, you know, yeah. uh, the best things you can do are all up here. It's an eye roller for me when I was a kid because I was so full of energy. Yes. Bouncing off the walls. I was like, I don't want to, I see it's flashing lights over there, there's this over there, there's yeah. music. Uh, and so when somebody's like, no, sit down and write something beautiful from inside your head, I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> No. Yes. <laughs> so no, that, no, that was the wrong approach. <laughs> <laughs> so, no. like, when I but you would have been better if somebody had taken you outside, mm. let you charge a route in some place, yeah. and then said, right, write down how you feel right now, yeah. and then run. Yeah, you, you know, go. I want one line, and then you run off again. Yeah, take a GoPro with you these days. Yeah. Take a GoPro and just record your thoughts and your Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's loads of ways to do it. You, you do not. And people who say, oh, I can't spell. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and I say to kids, as long as you can read it back, I don't care. <laughs> um, do you think yeah. there's a difference between someone that writes something more they're content and then when they're feeling an extreme emotion? Yeah, of course. Yeah. And, and, and of course, um, in a first draft, extreme emotion is very powerful. Yeah. You might want to not remove it, but think about how it plays into the rest of the poem when you edit it. Oh, I do a lot okay. of editing. You know, I mean, that, the, the, the several drafts of all these things. 
And when I work with kids, when I work with anybody, I, I, I try to get them to think in, in, in terms of drafts so that, um, you know, the moment, for example, what I did when lockdown happened was I put poetry courses online. So I've been running online poetry courses since March and a new one's just started. So basically... Um, we meet once a week on Zoom, but the rest of it's by email. Mm. And people send me their first draft, and I provide them with close written feedback on it, which literally is things like saying, <laughs> the old joke, I don't think you need the last line. Mm. Because often the poem has a really good stopping place two lines before somebody stops. Yeah. Because in the last line, they decide they need to underline the point they're making. I find it hard to stop. Yeah, when, when yeah. I wrote this one, I'm about to read you now. Yeah. I find, I think, and I think you probably wrote the last paragraph yeah. or the last line. Very, very commonly, people write themselves into it. So the first, the first sort of couple of lines you might not need. And very often they write their way out of it as well. And, and you know, that's a very common thing that goes on. And sometimes it's just like altering word order because you can hear that it's going to sound better. I, mm. I work aloud a lot. I was, I was, Ooh, I'm, I'm always chanting it in my head. And <laughs> indeed, it's also, it's also the idea of leaving a mystery at the end of it. Sometimes so it like is. It Sometimes on. it totally works to, to you know, uh, poetry is often about some ambiguity, mm. which is why it's a bit of a joke yeah. when, when examiners go, tell us what this <laughs> means. Because when the poet wrote it, they probably weren't quite sure what it meant anyway. No. You know, <laughs> I've certainly read things written about my poems and I think, really <laughs> but um you know it, it, it how it sounds is so important i think you know yeah, yeah. it's got to sound right and you've got you've got to say it aloud to get and, and to smooth it out if you trip over your words there's something wrong with it you have and is, to is, there, is there a standard rhythm that you go by when you're writing your poems or do all of them all have a slight different rhythm they, to i it? think they they do have different rhythms um and they they really should i think it'd be a bit dull um but um they must have a rhythm, you know. If they if they don't, then they're really pros. <laughs> I like I like um, I like the kind of punchy stuff. Like if you remember my Rick Wansey, the Rick Wansey of mine, I read that before. <laughs> the one I've just done now is very similar. In the, in uh, the, in are the way we going it's... to get this poem now? Yes. We're oh going. come on! I think so. Um, okay, so I'll go first. I, I, okay, okay. I haven't actually written anything. What I've done oh, is dear. I'll do a forfeit. It's fine. <laughs> um, so I wanted to write something based on this year. And obviously, I'm, I'm, when I write something, I'm so negative. can't freestyle poetry. I don't know. No, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not going to. But um, so I've written two massive pages of bullet points throughout the year of everything that happened. I've even got, I've even included Caroline Flack. Everyone forgot about Caroline Flack. Well, there's so much gone Poor in 2020. Caroline. People are like, what the, no, California's on fire? Don't yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. So I wrote all those things. And then it got to like one o'clock in the morning and I was like, you know what? I should actually go to sleep. And then I just, so I thought my forfeit could be if I finish it and then I do a live on our Facebook page. Okay. Well. Oh, he just, just gave me the look. He was like. You've, <laughs> set, you've set me up for destruction here. Like, okay. I'm going to read you my poem. I'm very uh, kind. You can absolutely, no, you can, you can ruin it. You can be the Simon Cowell of poetry. Do it. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm not very good I at mean, reading well, this. <laughs> 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 I read the, I wrote this. Sort of half an hour before you came into the studio because I was rushing around. As last much night. as that, fine, yeah, good. Okay, so, are you going to so wrap it or just say it? <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Okay, um, so this wall, it holds. Sorry, my grammar's terrible. Really, so let's try this again. This wall, it holds me from being me. I feel tangled, trapped. Please let me be free. I'm shouting as loud as I can. You, hey you. Invisible I am, mute, but no one has a clue. 
For years I wandered with them, all of them. Trying hard I am, desperate, was bursting from the hem. Finally salvation found through my, my friend Mike and I. I feel fresh, free, finally found Alex. Yes, that's me. That wall is now a ghost, a reminder to some. I feel comfort knowing just how far I've come. I'll take you with me. I think that's great. I really like the imagery. Yeah. The way you get straight into it with the wall. Yeah. Um, I, thought, I thought that was working so well. You know, I think... Um, pass it here for a minute. She's going to mark it now. Yes. No, I'm not going to mark Judge it. Judge your grandma. I am not my, going my to mark it. My grandma is terrible. I think, I think, you know, the, the imagery works really well. I think the, the whole idea of a wall that comes in in the second line, you know, second word, um, is, is very effective because you... I was seeing the wall... And seeing this, imagining a, a place in which you were not able to be heard, that you, a place in which you were invisible and muted. Um, and it works really effectively. That thing, that line, and was bursting from the hem. There's that like sense of desperation mm. and, and urgency there. Um, and you finally found Alex. You know, it works. And the wall... The wall now a ghost, yeah, or 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 so perhaps you know perhaps the wall is 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 tumbled, mm. you know you could consider that as a sort of to continue your wall image. It's a or weird the wall, thing you know, has crumbled. Or there's a door in it now. That door is a great analogy yeah. actually because the Doors wall the wall will never be gone. It'll always be there because yeah. uh, I find myself when I'm in a shop, I feel like I've got to rush. Yeah. You know, because mm. I feel like I'm taking too long. You know, yes. silly things like yes. that. That's the wall. That is what the... the yeah, that's yeah. what it does. Yeah, so it's actually still all, you know, it's not, you can't, you haven't entirely left it. It's always going to be part of you I'll because it it's part of your history. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a yeah, that's a back. really good idea, actually. A wall in a backpack. Yeah. You know, yeah. Or you have to cram it back in. Yeah. You know, mm. and, and take the door instead. Yeah. Nice line at the end. I'll take you with me. I think that's good. Oh, thank you. You know, because, you know, the sort of work you do now, uh, Alex, you're taking people with you. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's, that's really good. Idea. I'm, glad you, I'm glad it kind of interpreted well. Do you want me to read my four-liner about the Shrewsbury Biscuit that oh, I wrote yes. on the way down? Yes. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. go on. It's very silly. Okay. I like it. Because I never asked, you know, why it's called oh, the Shrewsbury God. Biscuit. It, I assume yeah. it has to do with some enthusiasm for the Shrewsbury Biscuit. She's nope, very, very Al. famous. No, nope, it's all about Al. <laughs> yeah, it's about me. <laughs> he doesn't realise that. The, the show, if you've ever eaten, anyone listening who's ever actually tried a Shrewsbury Biscuit will know, they are absolutely disgusting. It's, it's, it's conceptual. Sure. Al is it's not originally from here, bit. so he doesn't know better. Ah, so that's the, I don't know. The I've idea had being, nice ones. Um, <laughs> I had Depends. No, <laughs> I had no idea there was a Shrewsbury Biscuit. Um, and then I was living in Shrewsbury. I still had this thing. Uh, it was, it's all about knowledge for me, or lack of knowledge. I'm learning about the Shrewsbury Biscuit. Yeah, you are. Okay, so, well, here we go then. Yes. The great joy of the Shrewsbury Biscuit this year is we make it right here, so it won't be affected by Brexit. Yeah. Oh, you said the B word. <laughs> it's because I good. rhymed it with biscuit. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah true. Biscuit like and Brexit. I thought, oh dear, I can't. I was, I was wandering down Port Hill thinking, 
rhymes for for biscuit. And when I hit Brexit, I thought, unfortunately, I can't leave this one alone. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna nag you if you didn't. Well, do well it. it isn't, and I can't imagine now that people are going to you know go and lay in a stock of Shrewsbury biscuits as well as the the bog roll. Mm. You know? Oh, definitely. definitely. Yeah. Well, saying that though, it was uh, we were talking on our group chat because we've always got this thing where people always ask where do you get the name from and everything. Yes, it is in Australia. They've got a yeah. yeah. So they've brought out a biscuit. And it is called the Shrewsbury Biscuit. But it's not the one that we know. Basically, theirs is way nicer than ours. It's basically Jammy Dodgers. <laughs> it's like BN. Remember those it's BN It's like a BN Jammy Dodgers. It's got this, yeah, exactly, with this funny face. But yeah. it's kind of like a Jammy Dodger kind of like idea. Biscuits. There's a whole, yeah. There is a so podcast in that, isn't there? Really? Anyone living in Australia, <laughs> please send us some. <laughs> Imagine it. We do have listeners in Australia, actually. I know, that's what I mean. You'd have yeah. to send back a pack of the best. Um, shout out oh yeah we'll send something back amazing shout out to rich carter one of our listeners in australia if you need me to send you postage and packaging that's fine but uh send us some shoes with biscuits yeah australia yeah the shoes with biscuit right okay <laughs> gene thank you so much for joining us uh, on the show it's been amazing to talk to you i'd love to give you an opportunity to tell people about your website and where they can buy your books from because i think it's important to support local artists so please do that's very kind. Um, the the um, the book is called How Time Is in Fields, um, and uh, it's 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 got a lot of walking in it and a lot of Shropshire in it. Good. Um, it's a, it's about um, how time is led into all our places, um, and it's about people, um, and it's about life. Okay, um, and it's available on my website, um, which is www.jeanatkin.com. Very easy to find, um, and there's lots of other stuff on there, and lots of it's about Shropshire. Uh, and it's been a huge pleasure. It's been a real pleasure being here. It's been great. It's Thank been you very great to much meet for you. having me. And I'm me. sure we'll see each other down the line again because yeah, uh, I see sure. your name, I see your name pop up everywhere and like the biscuits everywhere. So yeah, we'll do something together. Maybe we could do a biscuit poetry slam sometime. Raise some money. We'll chat. That's a great. There's idea. a thought. That would be quite a good idea, actually. Yeah, that yeah. sounds fun. That sounds open fun. night. Open poetry night. Just yeah. just inform me now. The boys are extremely competitive. Really? They're very You do surprise me. That's <laughs> well, just a limerick, though. It's like me. I was like, oh, I have yeah. I was like, I'll just do a Facebook Live later on and tag everyone in it and just shame myself. Let everyone see, because this is edited, so you he can could edit homework. his out. Yes, that's right. I just thought about this. You could edit that to make it, like, afterwards. You could hear mine on the live and be like, you know what? Mine was rubbish. I'm going to jazz it up. You write all about the door in it, and before you know, he's cheated people. Well, there you go. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's cheating. It's just mm, it's editing. <laughs> editing. Polishing the gem. Polishing the gem, yes. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, listeners, make sure you check out our website. All of our, I've updated it. So all of our audio is available on our website. We're at www.theshrewsbybiscuitpodcast.co.uk. Our website is made by our friends at Web Orchard. They're amazing people. They're currently working on a website for USUC as well. If you want a website that looks beautiful, make sure you go see them at Web Orchard. And this has been recorded at Biscuit Studios in the Parade Shopping Centre behind St. Mary's. Beautiful building. I was just talking with Amy from um, Madame Lama's Flower about how beautiful this building is actually looking mm. in on the inside mm. they've updated the car park so there's now an up-to-date car park proper short stay car park at the front there now um and uh yeah it's, it's, it's looking amazing and uh make sure you come and check it out all right guys let's get out of here yeah. it's lovely to meet you yeah lovely, you too it's amazing. been great <laughs> thank you very much and peace out